Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Woo! It's Friday, folks. We made it. A little Summer tired, to be honest. Game Fest Friday. Summer, well, Summer Game Fest Reaction Friday. Summer Game <laughs> Fest. <laughs> Started yesterday, but the sentiment is still there. I'm very excited. Yeah, there was a there's some exciting stuff, a lot to talk about. Um, you know, I, I gotta say, Lucas, like, um, I kind of feel like we had a missed opportunity here. We could have seen Nick Cage in person. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize. I thought the event they were holding at the YouTube theater was just gonna be like literally like a screen, and then them showing the stuff. I didn't realize there was gonna be like actual interactions from Jeff Keeley. Uh, which I recently made a TikTok on. Uh, <laughs> and um, fucking Nick Cage was there for Dead yeah. by Daily. It was insane. Yeah. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a well-known Nick Cage fan. Well-known. It's a fact. He looked good. Um, and he looks great. He looks better than he did in National Treasure. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think... Uh, I think he's got a little more done? hair on his head now. I think he's, I think he might have had a little work done. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But, um, I, like As soon as he walked out, I was like, oh, man, he looks really good what happened yeah, man. And, yeah i'm uh pretty obvious yeah i uh you know i feel like every year there's just like a new nick cage meme that sprouts from one of his movies that like came out 20 years ago like recently i saw the one where he just like slaps some guy but it's like it's almost like a stylized slap and the way he shoots the shot is done it's like uh, do you know what i'm talking about i don't know the meme what what, what movie it is, is it? oh my god i don't know what movie let me look this up Maybe adaptation. Stall for me. Stall for me. I'll stall for you. So uh, Matt and I today are going to be reacting to the Summer Game Fest. This is a f- special Friday episode. We're basically recording Ren- this. Renfield. 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 Okay. Oh yeah, that's the new. That's the new vampire movie. Um, that that just that's like is either it just came out or is is coming out. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, we're going to be talking about a lot of what we saw yesterday during uh the Summer Game Fest live stream, which is very exciting. There's honestly, it's we've talked about this recently, Matt, in the last couple of years, you know, how E3 has really I mean, E3's just Real quick, outright done. I lied. <laughs> Go ahead. The movie's called Mom and Dad. Okay, cool. Came out in 2017. <laughs> uh we'll we'll jump back into Nick Cage in a second here, but um you know, the basically E3 with what has become of it, which is E3 has really Nothing. died down. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. Um, it's funny. I mean, we applied to actually go to E3 this year, and then it was officially canceled. And the Summer Game Fest has really taken up the space that E3 uh, has taken up, where it's just a you know a solid moment of during the summertime, uh, great games that are coming out for the remainder of the year, trailers, a lot of in-game footage, um, a lot of different developers and companies involved, which is really cool. Not to the scale or convention type thing as an E3 once was with like convention halls and stuff like that. But Summer Game, I mean, it was hype. I had a really, really great time watching it. And I'm excited for all the stuff that we're going to be talking about here today. So should we just go down the list? Yeah, let's do it. Um, first big one I want to talk about, Sonic Superstars, Lucas. I know you're not a big Sonic guy, but I mean, I grew up playing those on my Game Boy, you know, like... I think you know how you you probably played a lot more things like Mario and that kind of stuff growing no, up. No, I played I Sonic. Was... Okay, well then you should know that Sonic is great. I think it's more Sonic's... fun than Mario personally, as far as Sonic is okay. Go. Sonic, I oh, love wow, Sonic. That's, that's ridiculous. That's that's a crazy take. But it's a we're hot not, take. We're not here, I know. We're not here to debate. But go I know. Ahead. Um, 
No, I mean, I got that nostalgia factor for me, you know? I mean, those were like some of the first games I ever played among among the first games I ever played and seeing it reimagined and like this beautiful, you know, updated graphic system is an engine is it's exciting. And I am fucking stoked for it personally. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, I actually really like the new graphic system for sure. Like just yeah. the engine looks great. Um, the overall look and feel of the new Sonic. What was it called? Sonic. I had Super it right Stars. here. Sonic Superstars. That one looked really cool. Um, just quick take. I mean, you're just the game. I could already tell you what the game is mostly going to be. It's going to be holding right most of the time. Yep. And jumping. And jumping. Which is what Matt likes. Um, the game show opened up with what I thought was really cool. Uh, it was that new Prince of Persia uh, game coming out in January of next year, which is a new take on Prince of Persia by Ubisoft. Uh, new side-scrolling kind of action game with really cool uh, platforming mechanics and looks like really interesting combat. Um, that actually opened the show. I thought it was a kind of a surprising way to open up the show, um, but you know, Ubisoft maybe paid a pretty penny to get the first slot there. Uh, what'd you think of that one, Matt? You know, I, I know very little about Prince of Persia or the I know there, or those games. I haven't really jumped into them much. I know there was the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> that movie uh, sucked, bro. <laughs> but I like Jake Gyllenhaal, so I haven't seen the movie though. But I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, no, I mean it looks cool. I, I'm I'm glad we're seeing more um, games in this uh, like that side scrolly format. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of probably underutilized these days. You know, obviously with just from a technology perspective, we have so much capable, right? That's very easy to create much more interactive, like open world, 3D environments, um, you know, whatever. But the side scroller, I mean, that's still a valid way to make a video game, you know, and uh, I think there's a lot of value to exploring that more. So, yeah, I, I, think I don't know if I'll play it, but it looks sick. What's really cool is we're getting like and we saw this with like, you know, the Lord of the Rings. There was also a Lord of the Rings uh game that was shown during the summer games fest which was uh more of a dwarf oriented game with a lot different style than like traditional lord of the rings games and i think i kind of i kind of tuned out during that because i was like i don't know i'm still just thinking about golem (laughs) yeah (laughs) golem the the new one i think i mean golem is a shit shit looking game Yeah. yeah the the thing is is i i do appreciate the idea that developers are doing where they have an ip and they're actually just trying to try new takes and like do a completely different gameplay style thing. Um, I like Prince of Persia. I've always loved the Prince of Persia series. It's an old franchise really goes back to even before when we were kids, even before we were kids, that game was that franchise has been around and um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know, Uh, next is what came after that Mortal Kombat one MK one. Are you a Mortal Kombat fan, Matthew? So I played Mortal Kombat for about two weeks, whichever one came out on the Xbox 360, bought it used, and I played it with our friend Ricky. And there was basically the character Shiva had a command grab. I remember it was down, down, up, and Ricky just couldn't figure it out. And I was basically beating him for like two weeks straight until he finally figured out how to just work around it. And then I never played the game again, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> nice. Man, those those two weeks, it was, it was hella fun. Um, you always come out the gate swinging with new fighting games. You're like, week, week one Matt fighting game is probably the strongest person. I'm pretty good at finding the bullshit really quickly. That like, because like, it's like K. Rule. It's like, especially if you don't play a lot of Smash, you know, it's like, why the fuck does this character have all this super armor? 
I mean, he's slow, but like you're just going to get pissed because you get hit once and take 20 damage or whatever. So, yeah, week one Matt is a, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> uh, MK1 looks cool. It's uh, kind of a reset on the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, they had one of the developers, like the head developer that's been making Mortal Kombat games for a long time, whose name is uh, is slipping my mind. Maybe we could look it up there. But uh, it's a brand new timeline. Basically, Liu Kang had become a god. The Mortal Kombat story to me is a little little confusing, but a character had become a god and started his own universe. And in this new universe, uh, characters are back with slightly different contexts. People that were rivals are now brothers like Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which is really cool. And the big mechanic in this game is they're adding in what they call cameos, which are basically assists. So I think this is a really, really cool thing as far as fighting games go. You know, you have your anime fighters like a Dragon Ball Fighters or Marvel versus Capcom games where you have a three-person team, you have a main character, and then you have assists, and they come out and they they do combos and extensions and stuff like that. But with this game, you select a single character, and then you pick basically one support character, not somebody to switch back and forth with, just a literal support character that can come out and help you with a combo or help you handle pressure and things like that. And uh, people are basically going to be able to come up with whatever sorts of cool combinations of characters and cameos that they want. And I think it's going to be really, really cool. So four minutes of gameplay and story, and it was super hype. I really liked it. Yeah. the Especially with Street Fighter Six having just come out, I think it's good to just get more of these kind of fighting games out there and, you know, give it more, I guess, competition. Um, and I love, I mean, I love the brutality of Mortal Kombat. The, the, fa- the fatalities are just so wild. I am. I am <laughs> disgusting. I love it. It's great. <laughs> And um, I can't wait to, I'm probably not going to buy the game to be completely honest, but I can't wait to go onto YouTube and just watch all of the, yeah, all the fatalities. Uh, I want to jump into one that I'm personally very excited about. What you got? Uh, Pal World. (laughs) (laughs) I loved seeing more Pal World. I, um, I'm genuinely shocked this game made an appearance at Summer Games Fest. I, cause before, I remember we talked about this game, I want to say, like, maybe even almost a year ago, maybe like eight months to a year ago, something like that, we talked about it on the podcast. Kind of just, in the, again, expressing, like, we can't believe this is real kind of thing, because for those that are unfamiliar, uh, well, first off, I just made a TikTok on it, which is doing surprisingly poorly. I put a lot of effort into that one, too. <laughs> uh, finding footage for it. So go, follow, go, us like- on, go follow us on TikTok, at TFP Podcasts, or uh, Instagram, all that good stuff, but Pal World, it's a brand new multiplayer open world survival crafting game where you can befriend and collect mysterious creatures called pals in a vast world. You can make them fight, build, farm, and even, and this is literally in the game's like description, work in factories. <laughs> so yeah, saw that. It's um essentially Pokemon with guns during the Industrial Revolution is kind of the gist of it. Um again, I'm blown away it was included because I kind of thought this game of like how are meme? they not getting sued? How is this game not like getting completely litigated to death? I mean, the same way Digimon doesn't get sued, right? <laughs> yeah, th- this feels way more blatant, though. Does it I mean, not- I don't think you can sue like collecting creatures, right? I mean, I, I feel like if if you were to just put a pal, because like the trailer, you see the the pals have become a little bit more developed since we first saw Pal World. I feel like if you put a pal in front of a judge and put a Pokemon in front of the judge, it would just it it just be the same thing. Like it's 
It, they they look know. like the same thing. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> if you told me this was like the next generation of Pokemon, I would just say, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even think twice about it. But I don't know. I mean, apparently they're fine because, I mean, this game has been public for a while, so they definitely would have gotten some sort of true cease and desist by then. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play. It's like an open world multiplayer too, so... I'm kind of getting the vibe that it's almost like a, not like Valheim, but like that similar overall genre of where you and your friends can like make a world together. And um, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. To be completely honest, I think I really, I'm really going to play this game. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it'll be cool. We'll talk about it on the pod. I, I'm yeah. excited to see January, game 2024 Freaks. early access. So actually pretty, pretty soon, pretty, pretty soon, soon, six months. Yeah. I'm excited for uh game freaks response. Maybe we'll see uh grenades and weapons and, all sorts of war machine type stuff in the next Pokemon game. It's the only way to keep up. I would hope so. They did just retire Ash Ketchum recently as the protagonist of the Pokemon series. So they could totally take a darker turn and like, I don't know, have like the elite four wage war against the other elite four from different <laughs> regions or something. Man, really selling me on it. Um, should we talk about Nick Cage? Dead by Daylight? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about him more. I'm happy to talk about Nick Cage. I mean... His he suit. looked just so excited to be there. His suit was great. Um, I don't know. It was kind of funny to me just because, like, when he came out and was talking about it, he, I mean, he, he he's just a Dead by Daylight character. Yeah, that's all it <laughs> is. Right. And they brought him out there like he was like, they brought him out there like you would expect them to bring out someone that was talking about a game they were in, like The Last of Us or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I hadn't experienced with, you know, this medium yet. And I just, like, the opportunity. And, like, I had to get it under my belt. And I learned so much. And, like, you probably recorded, like, maybe a hundred lines and, like, different cadences of those lines. And, like, maybe he did some would... mocap or something. Who knows? Probably some mocap. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's true. Have um, you played Dead, Dead by Daylight? I have. We've played Dead by Daylight. We played together. Oh yeah, yeah. We have played. A Age, bit. It's been a while, but I have played it. I yes. would, I would like for us to maybe give that one another go because uh, I, I like that game a lot, and uh, it's it's done very very well over the last several years with great collaborations. And this this is just the probably the most unexpected collaboration that they do. Uh, it's like it's funny how they're selling it too and marketing it, where it's like it's not a collaboration with like. Because they've done collaborations with horror franchises and stuff like Scream, I think Jason mm. and, and things like that. And this one's just like, yep, Nick Cage is in it. Yep. I know. I was trying to think like, okay, well, what is this pull from even? Like what movie? Yeah, it now? wasn't like a Nick Cage movie. It was just no. him. Just the guy. I think yeah, it might be great. his outfit from his most recent movie, The um, Massive Weight of Unbearable Talent. But Nick Cage coming July 25th. Um and real quick too, I just got to say shout out to, uh, I mean, I, I don't know the his name off the top of my head, but I mean, shout out to the Dead by Daily people in general. I mean, they stayed relevant for so long. It's pretty, pretty impressive actually. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. really is. Um, the next thing that came after that was a little bit of a tease at the Annapurna showcase, June 29th. Yes. How are we feeling about that one? Because I got pretty excited about that. Yeah. I mean... I, oh, actually, I think the game we most recently reviewed from them, which was Stray, we were kind mm-hmm. of whatever about. It looked cool, but I think definitely got a lot more praise than it deserved. Um, I mean, I'm excited about wilds? it. Outer Wilds, more Outer Wilds. Yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm, I'm very interested if they're just going to like push the DLC more or what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Outer Wilds is a remarkable video game, and I'm not 
exaggerating here. It's very, very special, I think. So if yeah. we get another Outer Wilds and more info in that world, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, anything Annapurna does, I pay attention. Uh, I yeah, think same here. Same here. Oh, well, Except June 29th, did Annapurna we'll do 12 minutes? I think they did. Yeah, that was a little bit of a miss. They didn't show 12 minutes in any they of that teaser stuff. They did do 12 stuff. minutes, yeah. Yeah, they didn't show God, it. I think that game I, was so bad. <laughs> uh, I do, before I forget, I do want to talk about a game that was also shown around this point in the live stream, which was Lies of P. Did you see that? It was They sold yeah, it as a Pinocchio-inspired like Souls-like game. Yeah, there's and a demo for it. I've been meaning to I downloaded it. it, actually. I, nice. I downloaded it yeah. while I was watching the show. Uh, I jumped into it and played like 10 minutes on Steam on my deck. And dude, really, it's really sick. I mean, I think it's um, just a really unique setting. It's like a kind of a gothic Victorian, uh, nice, maybe yeah. like early 20th century setting. But everyone's like puppets. Like something has happened oh, that yeah. has turned people into puppets. And then you are basically Pinocchio. And um, honestly, the engine felt really good. The game felt really solid. South Korean developer and um, really just cool thing, cool stuff all around. So Lies of P coming soon. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I've been wanting to play another Souls like that's not Dark Souls or yeah. Elden Ring. So <laughs> I uh, I'm looking forward to that one. And yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm probably gonna download that demo and play tonight. Uh, one that was stood out to me that was totally looks like a Mac game was the sequel to Yes Your Grace Snowfall. Um, yeah. So what was that game exactly? So. It's a sequel, and I didn't even hear about the first one, but essentially the original is called Yes, Your Grace, which is it, the play is pretty similar from what I could tell to the original. Um, and basically, or the original play is pretty similar to what was showed in the sequel, excuse me. But basically, it's all about ruling a kingdom and making choices and how those things affect the kingdom and like whether that's how you allocate gold for your peasants or like do you help support this other king in war? Like a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and it totally looks like a Mac game. So I definitely plan on playing the first one sometime soon here. Cause um, I love the graphics. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The I love the graphics. It's screams. 2D Mac HD. Game. Yeah. Looked really cool. Gave um, me Pentiment vibes too, with the music in particular. Same. Um, not even considering the setting, but the music was very Pentiment esque. Yeah, uh, which is a game that really also didn't get enough attention. You guys should check out Pentiment if you haven't, but um, yeah. check out our episode on it too. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty gassed for that game. I um, for both. I got a <laughs> I got some feedback for anybody from the Summer Games Fest listening to this podcast. Um, well, first off, how do you think the show itself was ran? Do you feel like it was smooth? Do you think it was it was pretty solid, pretty tight, or what do you think, Matt? Uh, I thought it was smooth. You know, Jeff Keeley came out with the jeans and a and a blazer so you knew he meant business and a t-shirt so it's great great you know that's that's like the signature <laughs> signature game <laughs> gamer look i don't know there was that. there was a funny thing like where there was games that they showed that didn't really have a lot of hype behind them they were kind of just like basically commercials that were squeezed in in between like jeff Keeley being on stage and like you can hear the crowd really force themselves to clap at certain moments. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like there was a crash multiplayer game that got shown, uh, like a crash bandicoot, crash rumble or something like that. And it was just like like release date, blah blah blah. And people were like, Yeah. <laughs> it was just like so so dead sometimes. But um my big note, I think they really should have replaced Jeff's mic with a headset. He was kind of holding that mic the whole time. 
you know? Should have been total headset moment, Apple, you know, the little one that, like, yeah, uh, you might yeah. see, like, Britney Spears have, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I think that was, um, he had to hold that mic the whole time. I don't think that was, a, I don't think that was a good move. Wasn't clean. It wasn't clean. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, there were some um, awkward moments too. He had some jokes that. that didn't hit. Yeah, yeah, dude. the The Final Fantasy VII thing. Did Did you remember that part with the DoorDash ad? Oh yeah. Well, dude, I kind of like tuned out. Awesome. I was like, "What is he talking about DoorDash for?" Dude, like, that was the funniest thing. So they showed a trailer for a Final Fantasy mobile game called Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Uh, which is a little strange. I'm not quite sure who this game is for. Um, well, it, it's it's like an upcoming RPG mobile game, which is part compilation of other Final Fantasy VII things. So it has like side side off, like spinoff stories, kind of the main core of Final Fantasy VII. I'm honestly not quite sure on the messaging there. The trailer is not super, super clear. But anyway... Uh, also, this Sephiroth's is, just this on is his phone. Par for the course with Square Enix, <laughs> just um, being so unclear. Well, especially with like, there's so many random Kingdom Hearts mobile games. Yeah, so I guess that's the strategy it, here. Yeah. Well, also, it featured the first five seconds of the trailer showed Sephiroth on a cell phone call, which was pretty pretty remarkable. I never thought I would see that. Um, but after that weird. trailer, after that trailer was done. Jeff was just like, yep. And speaking of Final Fantasy VII, and the whole crowd's like, oh, yeah. And like, started, like they thought it was going to be some sort of Final Fantasy VII remake update. And he's like, uh, nope, uh, no. Uh, door- so DoorDash, uh, <laughs> enter code Final Fantasy VII on DoorDash to receive 25% off your next meal. Enjoy it over the weekend during Summer Games Fest. <laughs> it was just like, sorry, sorry guys, I, I didn't. Yeah, sorry, guys. It was like, he literally apologized for that moment to like like under his breath i was like that was pretty great this is what we're here for but but there was there was a final fantasy 7 update final fantasy 7 rebirth getting was it just gameplay or did it get a release date as well i actually uh don't see that release date i think it might have just been the gameplay portion coming early 2024 is what we got so right Right, right. Um, you, you played the original Final Fantasy VII, Lucas? Yeah. Yes, I have. Played it not too long do, ago, like five years do ago. Do you know, is there any like story-wise differences between the two games? Yeah, so I haven't played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, for, but from what I understand, they actually do take some liberties with the story and change it up quite a bit. Not quite a bit, but change it up in a lot of ways. They add a lot of backstory to some of the side characters. And I think there's some twists that I've purposely avoided because I haven't played the remake yet. That sort of like add and extend sort of the reasoning. I don't know if it's like alternate universe or something like that, but there's some big moments that come up that are different. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, on the topic of AAA, Spider-Man 2 getting its release date. Yes. Uh, October, October 20th, 20th. 2023. And I got to say, I got to say, um, I'm forgetting his name. So I apologize. But like one of the you know head directors or developers came out and was just talking about it. And he pretty much promised that the game was going to be out on that date and no delays. So for his sake, I really hope that's the case because very, very scary thing to do to just commit to a date in video game releasing. Um, I think the game is done. I, I'm there's no way it's not basically done at it's this point. Probably just polished bugs at this point. Well, I mean, it's definitely just polishing bugs at this point, but you got to sometimes even wonder if 
what another four months is enough right yeah but um i mean hey i'll take i mean i'm super excited for that game it's gonna be the first spider-man game i think that really branches out of the uh just the manhattan area because it's also gonna include uh queens i believe brooklyn as well pretty cool um so I'm I'm quite gassed for that one, to be honest. October is going to be a, a pretty big month for gaming, honestly, because we also got Alan Wake 2 coming out around that time. You know what I first thought when I saw that game? I'm like, man, Alan Wake 1 looked really good. Because like like I didn't... I mean, obviously, it's pretty significantly different, but I, the way I remember Alan Wake in my head, which I played relatively recently, I'm like, man, those graphics kind of really hold, hold up. up pretty hold yeah. pretty well um and that was the 360 era game for those who don't remember so two generations ago so either that's yeah. a com that's either a compliment to the devs back then or a diss on where we've come with gaming to that point <laughs> depending on how you look at it but yeah it looked like alan wake i'm excited for it i think they're leaning a little bit more into horror more i think from what I it gathered. looks like a straight up survival way more survival horror than alan wake one yeah is. um which I hope they still retain some of that comedy from the first one and like that quirkiness. The campiness, yeah. Campiness. Um, I mean, so many of the people that were like possessed or whatever by the darkness, they had so many funny one-liners, you know, like it would be, it'd be like, you know, you're fighting a farmer and he's just like going to scream at you like, will you milk my cows? Yeah. They're my cow. Like just random <laughs> shit like that. Like, um so i'm hoping there's still a lot of that in there because at least for me that kind of campiness is what made the game you know so enjoyable for me the first time around so yeah yeah i'm uh i'm excited for it i think remedy honestly after playing alan wake like during the kind of tenure of this podcast alan wake one we played and then we played control not i feel like we played control last year and uh phenomenal like that game was so so amazing i love that game and remedy is just just a great developer so uh alan wake 2 it's gonna be good um i i'm pretty intrigued by the story uh it's sort of like a mystery uh story of, that alan wake has a tie-in to but you're not like playing as alan wake he's sort of in the background has unintentionally seemed to have created some of the monsters and stuff inside of the game world so yeah um seems interesting very alan wake ish uh pacific northwest core as i like to refer to it just dark forests um scary stuff monsters in the fog and things like that yeah so really cool um what did we think of john carpenter's toxic commando (laughs) the zombie game i i will gladly take any zombie game honestly um any like good fun co-op zombie game i actually when i saw it at first i thought it was going to be some sort of like back for blood dlc I thought they were going to try and continue to support that game, but it wasn't. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm all for it personally. You know, uh, it's probably going to not be as good as Left 4 Dead still, but uh, the trailer was fun. Yeah, the trailer was fun. That's that's what I was saying. Jeff Keighley said it like three times in the thing. He's like, looks like a fun game, and then the trailer ended. <laughs> and he's like, nah, that game looked fun. <laughs> um, and. I don't know. I I think that we played we played a little bit of Back for Blood. I think we had a hard time kind of getting into that one a little bit. I know Chambers played, I played it a little bit. played probably less than 2 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. And I don't know. I think I saw the game. It looks fun, but I just know that we'll play a little bit of it and probably not get as into it. So I'm wondering what the hook is outside of 
you know, you throw a grenade and then like a hundred zombies die. Uh, the the zombies and monsters themselves did look pretty interesting, where they look kind of like, I don't know, Evil Dead ish, like glowing red eyes. They almost look like aliens in a way, mutants or something like that. So I was intrigued by the zombie like kind of lore that could be there, but eh, it looks like a kind of a zombie game. Yeah, they definitely seem to be a bit more than just your traditional zombies. I would say. Yeah. Oh, what else was right. there that was exciting? Um, uh, Sandland. Yeah, Akira Toriyama World Sandland. You know, do yeah. you know of Sandland? I know nothing of Sandland. Is that okay. already like a pre-existing IP? That's what I was asking you. I don't think it's a pre-existing IP. I know I that Akira so, Toriyama uh, was, you know, is famously Dragon Ball Z and also Doctor Slump. Uh, I think was an earlier series there, but. I think Sandland is is just an Akira Toriyama new original that actually looks pretty interesting. Um, it almost feels like I don't know, like a Miyazaki type of world where it's just this kind of wondrous new place um, with like zany characters and just interesting like lore. I don't know, look cool. Yeah, I'm hoping the lore in that one is good because I was actually not too impressed by. It. I mean, I liked the art because I like Akira Toriyama, but I mean, as far as like. The gameplay, how it looked, didn't seem too uh, impressive for me. But you know, that was a uh, a pretty early, pretty early look. I think um, mm-hmm. some of the TV stuff we got Witcher three or season three coming out, which was confusing to me because I thought Henry Cavill <laughs> was no longer involved in that series. But apparently, this is his last season, and then after this season, he's no longer going to be um, Gerald. Is is the name right of Rivera? Rivera, yeah, he's no longer going to be Gerald of Rivera. They're bringing someone else. That's exciting. Um, Twisted Metal. I'm I'm pretty excited for that TV show. <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're you're on that one. It's probably going to suck, but I I don't know. I I have some really fun memories of playing that game growing up. I remember my friend uh my friend Riley. Whenever I'd go over to his house for like you know playdates or whatever when we were really young, he like had all the fun rated M games and we would just play Twisted Metal on his PS2. So you called you called him playdates. Back then, that's what my mom. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Uh, Playdates, bro. Never really, we never really call them formally playdates. I always thought that was a. Also, my mom referred to them as so. Just like go play, son. There's your friend. Yeah, go play. Play Playdates. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just no, it's great. I just, uh, I'm just, I never, we never called them that growing up. It was just like, here you are, just whatever. I don't know. (laughs) It's just very formal (laughs) sounding. (laughs) Um, Lord of the Rings: Return to Moria. Okay, uh, I I think this is interesting. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is really making a big push for like Lord of the Rings content in general right now. I know we obviously have the TV show. Um, there's a new Magic the Gathering set coming out later this month. That's all Lord of the Rings. We just got the Gollum game, which is apparently a, a big shit. Uh, and then this one, Return to Moria, which is a really a dwarf focused Lord of the Rings game, which actually looks more like a building exploration type of game. Um, which I, I thought it looked pretty interesting, although a little bit underwhelming graphics wise. It probably ha- looks like it has some pretty interesting systems. I'm interested in probably learning a little bit more about the dwarves. But man, is Lord of the Rings having a little little moment right now. I thought about that as I was watching the trailer. What do you think? They're doing a lot. I mean, it's kind of been perpetually in the zeitgeist the past year and a half because they had um, a year really because they had what that TV show recently that came mm-hmm. out alongside House of Dragons. And then obviously Golem and then... Um, this game and i mean the thing is i mean whether it's like star wars lord of the rings or game of thrones these ips are going to be milked forever because they're such good ips you think game of thrones will 
Oh, I think yeah, it's got for sure, bro. I think it's one bad season away from just being being tossed to the trash. Nah, nah, they'll they'll always find a way to milk it without a doubt. It's too I big. Think I I agree with you on Star Wars and Lord of the Rings because those things is just it's nonstop. I mean, at this point, uh, everything will always return again when it comes to Lord of the Rings, and I think um, we'll probably end up seeing in the next year or so probably like more Lord of the Rings type stuff in in this sort of form where it's like different explorations of different gameplay mechanics, different settings, expansions, and things like that, expanding the lore even more. Um, probably things directly tied into the TV show. Um, we don't know a ton about this Return to Moria, but uh, I think we'll learn more as we as we move forward. Yeah, I am interested to see how that one turns out. Are you a Lord of the Rings reader? I feel like you would have read those. Why is there a reason why not? It seems up your alley. Uh, just never got into it. I don't know. Uh, I re- I read The Hobbit. That book sucked. You don't like that book? Oh my <laughs> god. You you just made so many people mad right now by saying that. No, people I'm love a, that book. No, they shouldn't. I am in what? a book club with several renowned readers. And we pretty much all agree that that book is not good, except the guy that picked it. Um, why Why do you, get, quick 30 seconds, what, what's wrong with The Hobbit? It's been like over a year since I read it. Um, it's largely uninteresting and the pacing was weird. Like one, all of a sudden, like, it's, I don't even remember the main character. What's the main? Go- Isn't it Bilbo? Goblin. What's the main? All of a sudden, one minute it's Bilbo, and then like in the span of five pages or like twenty pages at the end of the book, they go over like this massive like war that like had all this impact. I don't know. I just it didn't even stick with. I, I read it all, but it didn't even stick with me that well because it wasn't. I just didn't enjoy it, um, and it was just kind of boring. I remember. I mean, it's a children's book, and I was reading it as an adult, so do with that what you will i mean we also shit on what fucking bikini bottom and everyone loved that game not everyone people like that. <laughs> I, kids like yeah that yeah, yeah. i know i have no horse in this race i have no stake yeah. i just wanted to i wanted you to because if if i didn't poke you on that one then people people would have wanted to know people would have poked you on that in the discord i mean but. i'd love to hear what people think if like by today's if reading that today for the first time i'd love to know if people enjoy that book but um mm-hmm. No, the only big like fantasy I dove into when I was younger was really like Harry Potter stuff and then Star Wars. I never really got into it's not a blind spot for me because I've seen the movies, but I've never really dove into it much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, in um, high school in my film class, we watched every extended edition of every movie for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's that's pretty sick. It took, it took like a month. <laughs> yeah, that that would take a while. Um, all right. Uh, I was really interested in this one, Under the Waves. Did you see this indie game that they showed off? Look like a story-driven kind of Subnautica-like adventure game. I was going to say game. it reminded me of Subnautica, which is another one. Have you played Subnautica? I have not. I played a little bit of it, but haven't really yeah. dove in. Dove. I didn't play Subnautica. Yeah. Um, yeah, Under the Waves looked really cool. I was excited to see that. I, I really did appreciate the little indie moments that they showed. Um where there would just be like a big presentation with like a developer that would actually come out. Um, like Ben Brode came out and talked about Marvel Snap for a little bit. Um, that was a little bit of an awkward moment, if you ask me. And then I uh, you thought you thought that was awkward. I thought that was awesome. No, no, he was he had a good energy. Uh, but I think that the there was a moment between him and Jeff where he was just like, sometimes you're unlucky. And Jeff's like, roll the tape. And then it would just like pause for a second. And the tape had nothing to do. It wasn't an announcement or anything. It was just a commercial. 
Yeah. So it was like, it was a weird moment where they weren't really plugging anything for Marvel Snap because they didn't announce a new game mode, which it seemed like he was about to. And they didn't announce any new cards or characters or no, locations. They, they announced the new game mode. Did I miss that? Yeah, conquest mode. Oh, okay. I I must have, I, I guess I didn't see that part, but I was just confused because the tape was a skit, basically, and a commercial with, uh, for the game. With ProZD. Yeah, so that was... I guess funny as hell. I thought that was a little bit strange. It was funny, but it was a little bit strange. Anyway. I don't um, care for Marvel Snap, but I like I like Ben Brode. Uh, I think he's... That's his name, right? Ben Brode? Yeah, yeah. I like his energy. Fuck with it. Fuck he's with tall, it, too. He's a tall, tall man. Handsome. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Great head of hair. Um, <laughs> Immortals of Avium. Yes or no? Uh, I'm interested. Intrigued. You're intrigued. Yeah, I want to see more, and I'll probably wait for some reviews. But um, intrigued. Okay, I, uh, looks fun. I don't know. Looks fun. I don't know Ascendant Studios. Do you know? Have you heard that name before? I'm not not sure too familiar with them. Ascendant Studios. The uh, oh, this is their first big game. Okay. Yeah. F- founded by Brett Robbins, a former Sledgehammer Games person. And Telltale yeah. as well. Interesting. So I think that was everything. I, what did, did you have anything else you wanted to cover? I think that was everything I wanted to talk about here. Let's see. That is everything. Let me double check my list. Just as a reminder to everybody listening to this podcast, there is quite a bit more of upcoming events in the next week or so. There is going to be an Xbox game showcase on Sunday, June 11th, which is in a couple of days. Um, there is a day of the devs uh, or the day of the devs uh, was going on yesterday. You can uh, look up some of the news on that one. Right now, there is a Tribeca Games Spotlight, which we'll, we will be reacting to probably in next week's recording. There is also a Capcom showcase coming up on Monday and uh, Ubisoft Forward live from L.A. June 12th. So there's no shortage of cool things coming up. Oh, there's also a PC gaming show coming up on Sunday as well afternoon. Uh, 15 new game announcements and over two hours of reveals. I'll tell you what I was surprised. I was surprised not to see anything for uh, Cyberpunk. Why, why is that? Oh, you want... You, you, do you think there's DLC coming out? Or is there confirmed DLC or it's... Uh, Bro, where have you been? Yeah, yeah. I don't pay attention to that. Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba's in it. Oh, okay. I'm in. Yeah. Well, so, I'm not in, but I like Idris Elba. Yeah, I mean, I for those that don't, I mean, I've been pretty vocal. I really like Cyberpunk. I like that world. The anime was great. I still played the game here and there. Are you still? Yeah, um, I was gonna say, are you still playing the game? I'll put in like an hour or two every couple weeks, just fuck around a little bit. Um, okay. So it's like my it's like my sit down casual game, you know, mm-hmm. just like plug it in, something to do. And I, I don't know. I love that world. I, I really do. I think it's fun. Um, so I'm super stoked. Because, yeah, Cyberpunk, they were talking about, like, in June, they were going to have more details, so I thought it would have been here. But I'm wondering if it might be at either the PC Game Showcase or the um, Xbox Showcase, one of those two. Yeah, possibly. There was also uh, really interesting things coming out. Uh, This is, there was an advertisement for a Samsung gaming platform that they were showing off, which was the gaming platform to play without a console, basically cloud gaming. I don't know if you caught that, but... Over the coming weeks and they months, open with that, right? Wasn't it just uh, like a? It was, I it was kind just of a, a monitor. It was kind of a commercial near. No, no, no. It was, it was like um, 
there was b- basically more of a push for cloud gaming from certain companies, uh, Samsung being included. So I think that it's going to be interesting as these showcases are coming around. Just be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, cloud gaming is probably going to pick up where Stadia really left off, um, I think. I've done a little bit of cloud gaming myself, but I'm interested in just how it's really going to end up going. There's like the, the way they're selling it and marketing it is like grab a controller and you're ready to play all these games on Game Pass that you have access to. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm still not really confident in cloud gaming, but I just don't think our infrastructure is there to support it from a literally like an internet standpoint. But you know, if you're like in Japan or Korea where there's good internet, it's probably great. So yeah, could be good yeah. there. Could be good there. But yeah, I think that is most of the big things. Everything from my end. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, everyone, as always, if you haven't already, shoot us a follow on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. Uh, as well, you can shoot us an email, thanksplainpod at gmail.com. And in the link tree on those social media handles, or you can go straight to our website, thanksplain.live, to find the link to join our Discord. Coming out the Discord, it's fun. It's a good time. It's where you all chat about really everything going on in the gaming zeitgeist. And it's a great community to play um, me in Street Fighter 6. Hang out. Yeah. Someone please humble Lucas in Street Fighter 6. <laughs> <laughs> please. I'm I'm really trash. I'm like Iron 2. I just I this is my first Street Fighter game. I'm just How many, I'm having a good time. What what are the, like the ranks? Like help break it down for me. I is think it's like, I think it's Iron, Bronze, Silver, Gold, Diamond uh as as per usual. Um yeah, standard. The game's great. I'm excited. I want to talk about it more over the coming weeks. It's probably going to be my real summer game I'm trying to get more people to to jump on and play. It's cross platform, so if there's people jumping on on PC, still play. Very excited. You know what it is? You know what's nice, Matt? Just before we go, just one final word on Final Fa- on uh Street Fighter 6. It's like it's cool to a game that's ecosystem and online like modes are fully embracing its own fighting game community that's that's doing because that's something definitely that smash has always been missing which has been our main game like you play street fighter online and it's like you got fighter cards you got like emote you got really cool emotes like you have like mean yeah no i like it's an actual ranking system that makes sense that's like replay system like really really cool stuff. so it actually feels like you're in the fgc when you're playing it as opposed to uh, smash yeah i mean i think that's more of just like a Nintendo thing rather than like a Smash specific thing. Yeah, sure. it's great to have a good a fighting game that you're into that you're playing, and the online is actually set up for FGC people. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just not gonna get that with Nintendo. But. <laughs> no sir. All right. Do you, is, have you gotten like a lot of lag or anything when you play that? No, I'm playing uh, Wired, so uh, there yeah. is some lag with some people. What's funny? This is this is a good one. Um, they have really good netcode for one, but also you can see if your opponent's on Wi-Fi, they actually have an icon for that. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, yo, like why they got to do that? It's why, weird. Why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why they got to do it to them? So That's I can funny. see, I can see if my opponent's playing on Wi-Fi. Um, Humble Dojo, who actually this morning was talking about Street Fighter in our Discord uh his name is socal wi-fi on street fighter and obviously playing on socal wi-fi and it was totally fine uh there really wasn't any lag the net code is is pretty solid so uh don't let that discourage you everybody you don't need really great internet wired and you also don't really need a fight stick um pretty pretty comparable on uh on gamepad if you're using a controller so hell yeah love it all right everyone this has been thanks for playing
Catch you next time. Skibbity bop! Thanks for Playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 